All right, welcome back to Passive Vibes Podcast, where we have the engines revving for episode seven. <laughs> oh, God. Are, are you done? All right, there we go. Welcome to episode seven. What's oh up, God. you guys? Yeah, he's going to be like the, the intermittent um, soundboard guy, finding different stupid sound clips for whatever I have to say after my idiotic lines for my <laughs> intros <laughs> you gotta have this whole thing revved up bro sure why not i mean dude i was pretty uh i no, nah, i'm not gonna say that i was gonna say i was pretty revved up this morning no <laughs> no i woke up this morning and uh i was just bombarded with all of the memes in regards to um the, the question if uh, North Korea's supreme leader is dead or not. And I mean, like I've stated before in previous episodes, we don't really get into politics. So we don't have any side that we're specifically on. But when it comes to the humor and things, yeah, I'm always looking for a, a funny meme or two. So yeah, like the funniest one. Because, I mean, depending on whenever this comes out, I mean, we'll, we might know or not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there are articles saying, well, stating that, like, well, I've seen three different things that he's that he's dead, that he's brain dead from like a heart surgery or something, or he's like missing slash like faking his death. I don't know. But um, yeah, the funniest, funniest meme that I saw, <laughs> it was someone tweeting. He's like, man, Kim Jong-un is the type of guy to fake his death and then punish all the people who celebrate it. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, God. So this is something that's just going to be talked about in the midst of the pandemic, because I think, no, it's, it's his his sickness isn't related to. COVID. Not, no, not, it's, it's not, not related to COVID. Yeah, it's not related to COVID. But um, but yeah, this will just be another, you know, nice, fun topic for Instagrammers and Twitterers to get their little Bro, meme hands on. <laughs> you know that they were on it the moment they got Dude, that info. Yeah, once like because one of the things was like, oh, TMZ broke it because, you know, they kind of almost break everything but i don't like to believe them um but yeah that was just something funny that i woke up to this morning just insane amounts of memes about kim jong-un oh my god well yeah we'll see what happens in the next week or so if they'll ever confirm it or confirm his status as a whole but whatever yeah Yeah. it's just something funny to wake up to not as not as conditioned yeah the memes the the memes memes. (laughs) Uh, but anyway, I would say the meat, oh, so yeah, to get into the meat of this episode, we never gave him our intro, bro. We never introduced who we were. If you're new, it's your first episode. Shout out to all the new listeners out all there. All the new listeners. Um, audio's been crisp for the past three episodes. Very crystal clear, pristine. Four. Four, four, five, six, and now seven. Yeah. So, yeah, so four episodes now. Episodes been crisp. Um, yeah, so, yeah, if you're new to the podcast, uh, I'm your main host, J-Rod. Um, nothing less, nothing more. Pretty. I'm like a, I feel like I'm a robot. Like a, <laughs> I feel like I'm a robot that's like slowly just powering down. That's how I sound. But anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm your man, J-Rod. <laughs> And I'm your boy. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Cool whip. 
I'm not even gonna like humor you. Whatever. So we're um the the main meat of this episode is gonna be based around because we had a conversation about it uh, a couple days ago. Um, the XXL freshman lists. Um, there are a total of twelve now. I think yeah, from 2007 they skipped 08 and then up to 2019 that would be or 11 or 12. 12. Yeah, 12 lists. So yeah, we were just discussing some of the the artists from these legendary lists that um, the magazine publishing ma- magazine publisher XXL uh, puts out on a yearly basis, and um, yeah, so we thought it'd be a fun episode to kind of reminisce and go back from the from the start and go through all the classic artists up into the new and booming artists who are kind of just taking over right now. So. And also, we got to say, pretty much what sparked this conversation was because uh, Fred the Godson, who was on the 2011 cover, actually passed away a couple of days ago from coronavirus. R.I.P. Fred the Godson. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But, uh, you know, most people... He wasn't as prominent Not, of an artist no. as a lot of the freshman artists are. But And I think that some people... I know for me, I discovered and knew him from the cover uh, you know, I remember when he, when he was placed on the cover, I started watching some of his freestyles and whatnot, and he never really blew up. But you know, you think of, when you think of Fred the Godson, you think of the double XL cover, and then that's pretty much what sparked the conversation, yeah. which leads to the topic that we're about to discuss today. Yep. So to get this started, we are going to start with their first cover that they didn't even call the the XXL freshman list. They they were calling it the leaders of the new school, which makes sense because all of at these that guys, time, yeah. At these at this point, I believe that they all had their debut albums out. They were all still new in the game, mm-hmm. or but they were in the process of putting out their album, or they already had it out. They were already buzzing in some way, dude. And they're all so different. Like when I'm looking at this picture, like they all had like a different genre of hip hop or rap that they were making. Damn, dude. So I mean, I'll run through the names real quick. So, for the 2007 Leaders of the New School cover, it is Saigon, Plies, Rich Boy, Lupe Fiasco, Lil Boozy, Gorilla Zoe, Joel Ortiz, Crooked Eye, Papoose, and Young Dro. That's just like, oh man, that just screams high school to me. Like, all of these artists. Well, and then some of them are, some of them, maybe two. Are still around like right now, but I would say out of those, how many was that? Um, nine that I uh, need. It was ten. Ten. Yep. I would have to say mm-hmm. during this time, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six. I would say seven out of that ten made their mark and those seven to for me are plies rich boy lupe little boozy joel ortiz crooked eye and young dro i felt like they all made prominent marks in the industry during that time and still kind of today i mean they don't all of them don't make music as much as they did back during this time some of them i don't even think make music at all but um yeah, Lupe, definitely, he would, 
if I had to pick one favorite out of all of them, it's Lupe. Uh, I love Lupe Fiasco, even though he, he fell off a little bit, not musically or, or talent wise, but he just didn't put out a lot of a lot of recordings for like a couple years. And then, you know, people try to clown him because of like his like political stances and whatnot. But nah, Lupe would have to be like my favorite with a close second being Rich Boy. I wish Rich Boy was still around, dude. He had some of the best hits for me back in 06, 07. Even 08. Yeah, 08, he had had like one, one or two. But yeah, I would have to say out of 10, seven for me. Seven out of 10. So who are the three that you'd say didn't really make that big of an impact? Saigon. Gorilla Zoe and Papoose. I feel like Papoose, like as much as like buzz he had around him during that time, it, he it was like it wasn't really prominent in my eyes. It, it didn't really leave a mark for me, and I, I don't even see like industry wise either. Like I don't. I feel like with Papoose, he became bigger as the years went on, but that was more so because of love and hip hop and other things like so that. So that doesn't that doesn't yeah yeah that doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> Who cares about love and hip hop? Fuck that show. Cowards. I'm gonna agree with you with the seven. Uh, pretty much everyone you mentioned, I would agree on as far as that they made their mark in the music industry. Uh, Saigon, Papoose, Gorilla Zoe, like I feel like they were pretty big in the underground. I know Saigon had a lot of buzz amongst like real hip hop heads for being a lyricist, mm-hmm. but he never really broke through. He never really had that big single or anything yeah. like that. Um, Gorilla Zoe, I know he had a couple of hits, but it wasn't, he didn't really have much staying power. Mm-mm. And like you said, Papoose, he also had a buzz. I remember his buzz was really the biggest in 06 when he was on the Busta Rhymes Touch It remix. That was it. Um, That's literally what, like, if I was to bring up Papoose, he'd be like, yo, man, that Five Fingers of Death, you don't understand. Got New York City. See, everyone. That everyone was a fire verse, by exactly. the way. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. like, what he's known for, and that shouldn't be. Not yeah. just that. Yeah, so I, I agree with you there. If I had to pick a favorite, I would also say Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, he's supposed he's to be o- coming back this year. He's the only one in this list that had a classic album, multiple classic albums. Yeah. Uh, Food and Liquor, The Cool are the two that everyone always references. Yeah, and I'm going to say, like, I'm kind of basing all of, like, my opinions on, like, how many people are, like, out of, you know, the the, the collective are, like, still, or or, or my my choices Based on how I see, like, their staying, their staying power, their consistency, and, like, if they, like, legit made, like, a name for themselves, like, you know, they, they made their mark. So, that's what I'm kind of just going off of. Because, I mean, I could tell you for a fact, like, I never listened to a Plies album, but I know that fucking Plies was a heavy hitter for a minute. Same thing. With, I mean, and then, like, Joel Ortiz and Crooked Eye, they're... That's Slaughterhouse, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Slaughterhouse, they're all, they're still around. I mean, Eminem puts them on shit all the time. Um, and then yeah, like Lil Boozy made a resurgence after getting out of jail, and you know he's he made his he he did his thing back then too. So those are like the main things I'm going off of of what I'm basing how many people out of what class like quote unquote like made it. So Young Dro, I wish would come. Back oh to yeah, you, bro. Young Dro because. He was a character. He, he had was a flow. character, and he and he he made fucking uh, club bangers. <laughs> well, at the time, club bangers. Shoulder like, lean. Yeah, dude. Rubber band banks. 
Dude, yeah, T.I. had a gem. I think he's still with Grand Hustle. Yeah, bro, he's still signed to Grand Hustle. I think they're just, like, friends at this point, so he's just going to keep him, like, Every once in a while, I'll see a young Dro release pop up. Never any big hits. I saw him uh, at a concert. Uh, 20... 20... 20, Damn, was it 2016? It might have been 26... You know, I'm going to stick with 2016, but it was like a, a random festival in Atlanta. I was visiting my boy Dysart and uh, like Macklemore was at this concert. T.I. That's the main reason why we went. We went for T.I. He was at this concert and he brought out Young Dro for like for like five songs. And I every- know you had the pop. <laughs> <laughs> now let me see your bounce, but the never <laughs> let you show. Yeah, he still looked exactly the same. Like all of his fashion came out of like the mid 2000s. With his polo shirt, his pink yeah, polo had, shirt. It was yellow. He had a yellow one. Yellow one, gold hanging. Dude, he's fucking classic, dude. He he was like in a time capsule and it came out. <laughs> but um yeah, so that's that's mine. So what? That's so so do you agree seven Yeah, yeah. So I, you're I, I would agree. okay. I'm on board. So that's oh seven. So we move on to two thousand nine, which I'm just gonna automatically state that's my favorite class because the legend the myth, no, what am I saying? Just the fucking legend, the rock star, Kid Cudi, was a part of the 2009 XXL freshman class, and that's when they started referring to it as the freshman class. So, 2009, we have Ace Hood, Currency, Kid Cudi, Corey Guns, Blue, Mickey Fax, Wale, B.O.B., Asher Roth, and Charles Hamilton. And out of that, and how many did I say? That was 10, right? 10. Out of those 10, I can, I would say, three. (laughs) Three out of 10 have that, you know, those, those, uh, what, those, um, those descriptions that I stated before about like, they, they're still here. They made their name as like legends. Staying power, some of them did stick around for a minute, but then just dropped off out of nowhere. But I'm going to stick with three, and those three are Currency, K. Cuddy, and Wale. Those three are definitely, like, industry legends at this point. Like, Currency with his non-stop output of mixtapes, which is... Amazing work. And they're all fire. Wale, you know, with his lyricism, his poetry, and just his unique style and, and outlook on everything, even though he's kind of a crybaby sometimes. <laughs> and, of course, Kid Cudi, who influenced a whole fucking generation and a lot of these kids' favorite rapper at this point, Travis Scott. And Travis Scott has been uh, quoted saying, if there was no Kid Cudi, there would be no Travis Scott. So, you're you're welcome for Kid Cudi. Yeah, that's my man. Every day till the day I die. So, so what? You, how many? How many do you think? I know. I know your number. So I'm a little. I know your. I know your number. Giving. Be, I know your number's gonna one. be five. I'm, yeah. Yep. It's I five. knew it was gonna be five. You fucking. It's the same three guys you mentioned. Can I guess who the extra two? You already know who the other two are. Yeah. Fucking. My man Ace Hood. No. And see, this is why, like, I was back and forth because I like Ace Hood. Yeah. I feel like he was kind of like a. I feel like you don't feel like he made this mark in the industry though, because Ace Hood had some big hits. But for, it was for like, like two years, three three years tops. Because like, like three years, is, but like, all right, 
if we're looking back at like the, 2011, that was like I think that's Hustle Hard. Hustle Hard was yeah, like 2011, hard. and then that yeah, was like his last like big hit. Bugatti, that was 2013, I believe. I woke up in a new Bugatti. Or, was it? it was either 12 or 13, but I feel like he had a big, a good enough run to be listed on here. But if you think about it, it's been 11 years, and if you only have what a few out of that. But if we're looking back at the other ones, though, like for 2007, like we have Rich Boy included yeah, in there, I mean, and you can say it. that he had the same We could keep it for that, you know, that time being. Yeah, that's why it's kind of hard judging these, but I'm just going off with of your, like, You're yeah. sticking with your three? Yeah, I'm sticking with the three. Yeah. I, I'm, I like Ace Hood. He's like a close, he was a close pick. That's why I was like kind of, uh, but I would, I could put him, but I didn't. Yeah, so I'm keeping Ace Hood on there, and if I'm putting B.O.B. on there. You're a fucking loser. Bro, B.O.B.'s first album... Yeah, it was bangers. That's it. Bangers, classics, yeah. like, monster was, records. If he would have stayed on that trajectory of like that sound that he was providing, it was very different. Like nobody had that style, and you know he he took a lot of inspiration from like Andre, well, Outkast in general. Yeah, with his name being based off of one of their songs, "Bombs Over Baghdad." Yeah, um, he had like, in my opinion, potential, but then he just started dropping off, and then more recently just. Just went crazy. <laughs> Flat earther. Yeah, nothing against him. You can believe what you want to believe. But yeah, he kind of went off the deep end on that one. So yeah, I'm sticking with those five. Yeah. The one guy who I look at, there's actually two guys I look at on this list that had a lot of potential, but they just didn't stick around. Asher Roth. Yeah. I felt like he was going to blow up oh, when he yeah, first dude. came out, bro, with the I Love College song. Yeah, Asleep in the Bread Isle. Yeah. That was a dope album. It was a, it was a good album. But he, I don't know what He happened. seemed to have his own lane at the he time, did. too. This is before all the white rappers really started coming out. And the content that he was rapping about, it was just different. Technically, I mean, white rapper-wise. This was 2009, bro. Mac was already out. In 2009, he wasn't buzzing, though. You weren't listening to Mac. When have you really listened to Mac? Have you? Yeah. He's been around for a minute. Mac's been around, like, his the same time. His first mixtape probably dropped in 2009. That was his mixtape, but he still had his singles. Like, I, I the, I, like I, the reason why, like... I feel like Asher was put on 09 because that's when Asleep in a Bread Isle dropped. Yeah. And, like, I think the year before, that's when, like, I, I Love, Love College. College was just everywhere. But, yeah. Which I, I wasn't even that big of a fan of. I didn't really like that song. I liked his album, but I didn't like that song. I thought he would have blown up to be bigger than he was. And the other one is Corey Guns. I feel like for years, Corey Guns was always listed as, like, having Whack. a lot of potential. Whack his me. verse on Six Foot, Seven Foot that's was it. incredible. See, that's, you do that. Bro, I, man, I didn't... Look at Pat Poose, man. One, like, no, nah, it bro, doesn't I'm, mean anything. I'm not listing him in my... I don't, I'm not having him in my account, but I'm just, like, letting you it know. You might as well with, the, no, bro, the, I'm with, just, the, with your catalog of favorite rappers. I, I'm, I, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, and we'll get to his his rapper. Yeah, that's coming soon. Ass, he's ass but i'm sticking with with my five all right and also also i need to say this uh just like you shout out k cuddy i need to shout out wale i've been a wale fan for years i actually see no problem i, I can see why a lot of people would call him a complainer and a crybaby or whatever but i understand where he's coming from like i understand that he feels like he doesn't get the recognition that he that he deserves but he does <laughs> Well, he, where he like, comes he from, has though, number like, one albums. Right. He has hits. But we talked about this kind of in the previous episode, kind of like Big Sean, though. Like, when people think of their favorite rappers, they always say J. Cole, or the best rappers, it's always J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Drake. And Wale's, like, on that second tier with, like, Big Sean and himself, Meek Mill, like, those type of rappers. But it's like, 
I feel like he probably thinks that he's on the whole lane. He puts out masterpieces, but people don't ever mention Wale as being one of the elites, even though he feels like he is. And I'm not mad at that mentality. Dude, like, I think people think that he is. He just thinks that because he's just very self-conscious. That's my problem. I'm like, I think of him as an elite. No one does what he does. No one does what what Sean does. Like, they are elite to me. They they've that's shown, also because they've shown their longevity. They've shown their consistency. They've shown that they can make hits. They can make introspective hits. You know, they can put together stories. You know, they can do what is it? Uh, fuck, I'm forgetting the word right now. Like concept albums. Concept albums, and um, yeah, they can all do that, but. He wants that, like, he just wants so much more that, like, no one's really worried about. Like, I feel like he's already at that level that he's supposed to be. So that's why I just call him a complainer. And then how he said, like, oh, my last album's going to be my last, like, it's going to be my final album. Like, no, it's not. It's not going to be your last album. I just respect the chip on the shoulder that he has because I feel like I have that myself. So okay. I can relate to what 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2010. So here is a GOAT class. 2010, we have J. Cole, Nipsey Hussle, Rest in Power, Wiz Khalifa, OJ the Juice Man, Freddie Gibbs, Big Sean, J-Rock, Fushan, and Donis. This was 10, and I'm going to have to say 7. 7 out of 10, with those 7 being, oh wait, I'm sorry. I might have to shit. Hold on, one, two, three. One, two, three. I totally missed one because his name is so small in between them. I missed Pill. <laughs> so it's J. Cole, Pill, Nipsey Hussle, Wiz Khalifa, OJ the Juice Man, Freddie Gibbs, Big Sean, J. Rock, Fashawn, and Donis. So there's one, two. So there's ten. One, two, three, four. Wow. Never mind. Six out of ten. With the six being Dre Cole, Nipsey Hussle, Wiz Khalifa, Freddie Gibbs, Big Sean, and J-Rock. Yeah, for Sean, Donis, Pill, and OJ the Juice Man, I, I, I couldn't count them in my book. I, my own opinion. Well, especially with Fashawn, Donis, and Pill. Like, no. <laughs> like, OJ the Juice Man, he had like a, you know, he had his little catchy ad lib for a minute. And then, um... Hi. That was it, but all those the, the six that I mentioned, yeah, no one can fuck with them. No, yeah, the, no one's on their level. They're all they all have their own lane. They all have their own distinctions between one another, with all of them being legends at this point. I'm looking at this picture. Fucking pill looks just like J Rock. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I agree with you. I'm choosing the same six. Six out of ten, man. Yeah. I thought it was eight for some reason when I was looking at it earlier. Bro, looking at this list is crazy. Like, Cole, Sean, Nipsey, and Wiz are all superstars. Freddie Gibbs loved amongst all hip-hop heads. And J-Rock, he had kind of had a little bit of a slow start to his career. Yeah. But, like, really, once TDE started blowing up and he started putting projects out, like... Started getting the recognition just like everyone else on the label. People so for, People forget that J-Rock is like the spark to TDE. Yeah, he was yeah. the first one to have an official release. Yeah, dude, with that um that track with Lil Wayne, dude. That was a that was a hit. Yeah. For me. That was a hit for me. I love that song. Because it ain't gonna love it. I think if the hood don't love it, something like that. You ain't gonna love it. Cause, uh, you ain't gotta love it because the hood gonna yeah. love I it. I think that's the track with Lil... No, that, that's a that's, different that's song. That's a different one, yeah. But that was a good one. 
Yeah, so that, this is an easy class for me. Six out of ten. Just fucking Wiz just put out something on 420. Sean's releasing this year. Cole might be releasing this year. Who knows? I love this class, bro. Sean and Cole are my top two favorite rappers. So, you know, I think this class will forever. People forget about the 2010 class, which I don't know, know why. Like, when I hear about like, Ow. Ooh. yeah, bro, like, Ooh. well, I'll, I'll be no, no, bro, I'm just, I'm just oh, saying. Oh yeah, yeah, you talk to children, dude. Come on, man. You do. You talk to the. You, I mean, they don't really. I really don't have conversations with oh, them about okay. like the. That's what I was like. You're talking to like the, those kids that work at Target. Yeah, they have no fucking idea. Yeah, bro, they don't listen to music like this. But, but yeah, the 2010 class was goat. I'll even be forgetting sometimes, like before we start looking at this list as to how many legends were really on this cover. But yeah, definitely six. Yeah. I agree. Six six legends right now. To move on to another legendary class, which when I was looking it over, this might be the class that to take it from me, but we'll see. Um, twenty eleven XXL freshman class. We have <clears throat> hometown favorite Meek Mill, Big Crit, King Remembered in Time. That's that's his name. Sci <laughs> High the Prince, Little Twist, Yellow Wolf. Fred the Godson, rest in peace. Mac Miller, rest in peace. YG, Lil B, Kendrick Lamar, and Diggy Simmons. Fuck, Whew. dude. That's so. That was eleven, and out of this eleven, I have eight. Eight out of eleven, with those eight being Meek Mill, Big Crit, Sahai the Prince, Yellow Wolf. Mac Miller, YG, Lil B, and obviously Kendrick Lamar. Those eight. Oh my God. Again, all in, eh, yeah, all in their own lane. Sci High being a crazy lyricist. Meek Mill just, just fucking pumping out Philly Hits jams. And yeah, just, yeah. And he can do his own introspective work too. I mean, I loved Champions. I was a huge fan. As did I. Uh, uh, Big Crit, he always he's a great storyteller. I Poet. I love him. Yellow Wolf, bangers. You know, just don't fuck with Yellow Wolf. <laughs> oh my god, he's he's crazy. Um, Mac Miller, just he was just on such an amazing path before his untimely death. With every single album, he was just getting it and getting it and getting. He was understanding what his like true potential was, and it just sucks that it was just cut short. Because I, I feel like swimming was that shining example of a damn near, per- you know, in my eyes, a perfect Mac Miller album. But he was just going to keep making stuff even better than that, which would have been insane. Um, YG, just West Coast banger. Um, and then, well, Kendrick Lamar, obviously fucking Pulitzer Prize winner. Like, dude, nothing. Legend. Yeah, nothing's nothing's topping that guy. Already a legend. And then Lil B. And the reason why I include Lil B is because he's such a legend in his own manner that he created. And he's a meme in his own just demeanor just by his name. Fucking Lil B the bass god. I've been listening to his shit like just jokingly. But then I'm like. He's like for real though. Like he may not rap like the traditional rapper, but he has such a crazy following and community from him. The fucking uh the pack rapper from Vans got my Vans on, but they look like sneakers. People forget that's yeah, where he came from. Yeah, people forget about the pack. Dude, 
Lil B, I love Lil B. This motherfucker can put curses on people, and it and people believe it. I kind of believe it. The whole Kevin Durant curse. <laughs> there was another curse too. He did James on Harden. James Harden. He's, he likes to fuck with athletes, but anyway, definitely eight out of eleven for me. There's just you know, with the you know the other three, a little twist. Nah, I mean he was just riding on the coattails of that the uh, young money creation. For the godson, you know, unfortunately, you didn't really hear about him unless it was in re- reference to the 2011 class. And Diggy Simmons had a little spark because, he, yeah, he can rap. But then he just released one album in 20... 2012. Yeah, that's it. And then just didn't do anything. His mixtape was fire. Though. I remember that. Airborne, that shit was nice. So I'm going seven. I'm not putting Lil B in yeah, my you're list. fucking wild. I th- if we're going like based off music, I felt it like is he, music. yeah, but I feel like he was more popular because of his persona, the meme. You don't listen to his music? No, I don't listen. Yeah, to his see, music. that's why. <laughs> so I'm not putting him on my list. Uh, the Hater. rest of them though. Hater. Nah, hell no, Hater, not at all, bro. bro. I'm surprised you put Diggy on him. You would be the type of person. I do like Diggy Simmons. I do like Diggy Simmons, but <laughs> I feel like he didn't really have a you know, like you said, he just. Stop putting he's, stuff yeah, out. Yeah, just stopped doing it. I was like, dude, you were like good. He actually had some hits too on his album. Uh, the joint with Jeremiah, a four-letter word was on the radio a lot. I felt like Diggy Simmons had a lot of potential. But yeah, I'm going with seven. Uh, I've al- I also need to say that I've been championing for Psy High the Prince for years. I feel like he never really you know, got the recognition that he deserved, but he's always a top-tier lyricist. All the mixtapes he put out in the past have always been... Like, amazing to me. A lot of wordplay. Uh, he's just a great lyricist, in my opinion. Yeah, but he, can, he can go bar for bar with, like, um, Royce. Definitely. Yeah, so I, I'm going seven this class. Seven out of 11. All right, 2012. <laughs> so some before we start, some people say this might be the worst. Bum. One of the bummest classes. Yeah, the yes, worst freshman classes. So just to go off, Future, Kid Inc., Danny Brown, French Montana, Macklemore, Don Tripp, Machine Gun Kelly, Hobson, Iggy Azalea, and Roscoe Dash. Uh, from those ten, I have to let me let me. You can tell me yours because I I know you already know what you want, or do you not know? I, I gotta count them real quick. All right, yeah. So there's, uh, I'm just gonna say them out loud. Future. Macklemore, French, uh, maybe. I mean, Danny Brown isn't bad. I was I was gonna. Count I, them. So I'll do four. So I'm having Future, Danny Brown, French, and Macklemore. I I kind of have to put Machine Gun Kelly by default because like he's still around, like, and he made his little blurb, you know, after the uh, the Eminem. That little Eminem beef that happened for like that was know. somewhat of a comeback too. That's what I'm saying. He he definitely uh, used that as like a platform to just kind of make a little resurgence. So you know, I'll say five out of ten. I don't want. I don't want to say five, bro. The fact like you already have that over the '09 class because you only had three in that class. Well, I'm not saying that the '09 class was great. It yeah, was just, yeah. It, it spawned one of the greatest out of any, out of all of these people. Um. Yeah, I never, I never vouch for that class. I just like that class. Um, 
Because I remember when the, the magazine debuted and I saw fucking Kid Cudi doing a high jump kick on that shit. <laughs> and I'm like, look at him. Like, just look at him. He's the only one doing that. And everyone's like, this guy. I mean, no one else is going to fucking pose in the middle of a jump kick on a fucking, on a freshman list. Anyway, I'll go five. I'll give Machine Gun Kelly his props. He's been doing his acting thing, too, so... Yeah, I'll do five, which is uh, Future, Danny Brown, French Montana, Macklemore, and Machine Gun Kelly. I'm going six. Same five you mentioned, but you forgot one big name, I bro. didn't forget anybody. Roscoe Dash is trash. His last name Roscoe rhymes. Roscoe Dash is trash. Deserves to be on this list. No. Definitely made the mark. Not really. Had some of the biggest hits of the decade. No. <laughs> he made No Hands What It Is. He didn't make it. He made Marvin and Chardonnay what it is. He did not make that either. He made the DJ drama song, Oh My, what it is. Not really. Along with a bunch of other jams. No. All the way turned up. Come on, bro. That's the only like solo jam he had. He had this one joint called Good Good Night. No one knows what that is. A slept on classic. No, it's not. Because no one knows that it's a classic. <laughs> so... You know, we agree on the other five, but Roscoe Dash definitely definitely needs to be shown the love that he deserves. He doesn't. He's uh, fine. Big impact on the industry. Not really. Influenced a whole generation of artists with his sound, his Dude, harmonies, his when melodies. You lie, when you lie like that, it actually like gives me like goosebumps about like cause how bullshit it is. Cause the fact that like you actually listen to good music like J. Cole and, yes, you, sir. and you I love J. Cole. You like introspective lyricism. And then yes, you indeed. say you like someone as garbage as Roscoe Dash. It's perspective, bro. I don't, it's not perspective. I think that's what, that's, whatever. I contribute all, like, your love for him, like, as a troll at this point. Because it's not, it's not real. Like, <laughs> whatever, dude. I if don't I, care. If I saw Sko on the street, bro. 2013 XXL freshman class. Shout out to Sko. Another GOAT class. Pretty GOAT. Yeah, this is. This might be my gold class. Pretty, pretty. Nah, dude. Twenty twelve is your gold class. We're gonna stick with that. With no, your, I love Roscoe, your, but we're garbage talking about garbage. If we're talking about overall camera. class, overall, anyway, this might be it. Twenty thirteen. We got Schoolboy Q, Trinidad James, Joey Badass, Absol, Logic, A B Action Bronson, Kirko Banks, Travis Scott, Dizzy Wright, Angel Hayes, and Chief Keith. I would, I'm going to, what was that, 11? Yes. Did I say 11 before? Okay, yeah. so, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight out of 11, I would give it, with those eight being Schoolboy Q, hard as fuck, pause, Trinidad James, Joey Badass, Absol, Logic, Action Bronson, Travis Scott, and Chief Keefe. They've all, in my opinion, made their names, gotten their lanes while wow, I'm rhyming out of nowhere. And they've they've left their mark. And, you know, I can't say that they're all legendary. They're all definitely prominent figures in like the hip hop and rap industry, though. Like, especially names like, you know, Schoolboy and Abso being a part of TDE. Action Bronson kills the underground. And He's not mainstream. Like, he never wanted to be mainstream, but, like, he just does his damn thing, like, on every mixtape, every, like, collab. 
collab album he makes with like whatever producer, whether it be the Alchemist or uh, Static Selecta, Party wait, Party Supplies. That's another one that he used to do. Um, and then Travis Scott, obviously, with the monstrous banger of an album, Astro World. And then, um, yeah, Logic, he's, you know, murdering the past like four, yeah, like four years now. And then Chief Keef, who's another like kind of like a little B type figure at this point, I feel like, because he doesn't put out a lot of music, but everyone just knows. Like when you say Chief Keef, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember Chief Keef. Like, that's the I don't like guy. Yeah. And and he pops up here and there on people's tracks. But like, I feel like he has that little B type persona to him. Like you just you know, Chief Keef for like what he was about and what, and you know, how he is, you know, being a Chicago guy. Um, yeah. Eight out of 11 for me. I love this class, bro. I have seven. I'm on the like. You probably don't like Chief Keef. No, no, he's on there. I'm. I really do like Trinidad James. I don't know if I would put him on the list because he had one big single, one huge single. Mm-hmm. But then after that, he really didn't put anything else out. He's just on tracks. He was on a recent track. Uh, I think this year actually. Uh, I yeah, I, I see him pop up on like sporadic features, but. Yeah. <sighs> I like him. I'm not. I'm like super. I like Trinidad about James him. because like he, it's like yeah, he raps kind of weird, but like he's actually like talking some shit though. I like his persona a lot yeah. too. Like just his overall personality. And th- I mean that's kind of the same thing with Chief Keef. You know, I'm I'm putting him on my list. I'm going I'm going eight as well. Yeah, you're putting some fucking, you're fucking realizing. There you go. I'm putting Trinidad <laughs> on there. I think a big part of it is just because I like him as a person too. He has yeah. a sneaker series on YouTube that I used to watch all the time. And when he actually spits, like, when he actually goes in, like you said, he has some bangers. Um, man, this when this list came out, all these guys were up and coming and young. I will say this, I did not expect Travis Scott to blow up to be the artist that he is. Because I remember at this time, I think he had put out Al Faro, which was his first mixtape. First mixtape. Uh, he, um, like, he was a producer still at this time, mainly a producer under good music that had started rapping and doing signed, music. Yeah, signed with Grand Hustle. I didn't, I don't think anyone saw this whole blow up. Like, now he's probably one of the biggest hip-hop stars in the world right now. Yeah, probably top five, like, biggest, like, hip-hop names. Yeah, the, the names. The name. Um, yeah, dude, I mean... Everything he puts out, bro, is just when like, I When I found out that, like... You know, it's like he bases a lot of his sound on like Kid Cudi. I was like, no, he doesn't. I felt like he <clears throat> had more of a a Jesus inspired sound, which he did, which and he still does. Um, as a producer, I feel like yeah, he probably like models like that that template of like very dark, like heavy, heavy eight oh eights and just like just monstrous sounding, like where it's like you know you can you can play in like a score of a movie of like a monster coming out of the fucking ground or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, when I heard that, like, you know, the whole, if there was no Kid Cudi, there wouldn't be a Travis Scott and half of his name being inspired by fucking Kid Cudi. Well, Kid Cudi's real name. Uh, and then when, once he blew up after uh, Rodeo, because Rodeo, I loved Rodeo. It was, that was like a damn near perfect album. And then Birds in the Trap, people kind of hated on it a little bit. I like Birds. In the I Trap. liked. I liked it too. Um, I mean, that's when he first started featuring Kid Cudi. Um, but uh, yeah, and then he took that one year off. He was just on like features 
throughout 2017 and then 2018. It just it was it was over. You know now, what I mean? Now this I'm, nigga's in Fortnite. I'm making an on-the-spot decision. If I'm putting Trinidad James on here, I'm going nine. I'm adding Kirk O'Bangs on this list. Horrible. Now you just lost my respect again. Kirk O'Bangs, <laughs> Drank in My Cup, was a really good song. I like that a lot. Very I've actually too. listened to some of his mixtapes, like, not all the way through, but certain joints. I like him as an artist. And he had this one song with August Alsina a few years back called Rich. Also garbage. Which I really enjoy that song. So if I'm putting Trinidad on here, I'm putting Kirko on here. So I'm going nine. Sure, whatever. Nine strong. Yep. Mm-hmm. You just disappoint me. I mean, I don't. I can't even say that you disappoint me because like I expect it. <laughs> I expect you to have some fucking wild out of pocket pick. <laughs> Bro, I'm sure that some of the listeners out there are probably listening to what I'm saying. They're like, I agree with that guy. Sure. Maybe. I know for a fact. To keep yourself happy, that's fine. 2014, excuse me, I just ate some candy. In 2014, we have a pretty good class. Not strong, but pretty good. We have Chance the Rapper, Rich Homie Kwan, Isaiah Rashad, Ty Dolla Sign, Lil Durk, Kevin Gates, Troy Ave, Vic Mensa, Lil Bibby, John Connor, Jaron Benton and August Alsina. Yeah, um, I gotta go with one, two, three, four? Four out of the 12? Wow. Maybe, maybe, mm, four. Yeah. Four with. And except with the reason why I'm not going five is because my fifth would have been was going to be Rich Homie Kwan. Rich Homie Kwan is definitely more of a prominent name in the feature position. Like a lot of people know Rich Homie Kwan's name. Don't get me wrong. But you never really. Well, in my from, you know, in my opinion, I've never really like heard people talk about, Yo, you hear that Rich Homie Kwan song. Like normally it's like, oh, it's a. Uh, um, uh, like that one song. What is it? Uh, with, like Young Thug's first like big song, Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Like you're like, oh, you're that rich woman, and it's actually not like Rich Homie Kwan's song. Like he's featured in it. That's a, yeah, it's like a Cash Money song, I think, or well, Birdman. That was they had a collective called Rich Gang. That's what it is. Yeah. So it's, it but wasn't it was really. Like, it was like half and half. Technically, it was like half Young Thug like, song, half Rich Homie. Haven't song. heard. Personally, haven't heard like a Rich Homie Kwan song that was like, "Yo, you hear that new Rich Homie Kwan song?" That's like that something that charted and like it was it was buzzing. I personally haven't heard anything, so I've always heard of him as a good like featured artist, which I I, I do like him. He's not bad, but yeah, I'm gonna go with four, which those four are uh, obviously Chance, Isaiah, Ty, and the fourth being Vic Mensa. Uh, they're all. Well, Vic and Chance were like brothers at one point, but I think they had like a little bit of like a falling out. They're cool again, though. Yeah, but it was weird. It was because I never looked into what the falling out was for, but I I didn't pay it any mind. Because, uh, yeah, Vic Mens is now on like his like punk rock like tip now. Chance, he evolved crazy. Um, Isaiah Rashad, I, I always keep seeing things on Twitter. It's like, how many days it's been since Isaiah Rashad dropped a single? And then he just dropped a single like, yeah, this past Friday. Really? Yeah, he just dropped a new single out of nowhere. You heard it? Yeah, I listened to it. It's not bad. 
definitely something that he was probably like toying around with. Yeah. Um, it sounds good. It's good to hear his voice because I like the the Sun tirade that last album he had. It was pretty good. Um, and then Ty Dolla Sign, fucking the master, one of the master hook killers. Like, I feel like Ty Dolla Sign replaced T Pain as that like master hook killer. I think he is the hook he, killer right now for the twenty tens. Yeah. For the twenty tens, Ty Dolla Sign. No, Future. I would say it would be, it would be t- be between like him. Future kills hooks. Like yeah. I'm not a big Future fan. I like to listen to stuff with with Future. Ty's can, a little more soulful though. Oh, Ty. His voice. He's more of an actual singer. His, yeah, hit, yeah. But I'm just saying, hook killer. Yeah. Like, Ty Dolla Sign's voice is just reminiscent of the '90s, which that's what I that's what I fuck with. Um, he's his voice sounds like an R&B group. It's weird. Like he sounds like a, a whole group in his voice. But um, yeah, I, I gotta go with four. Man, this is close to the well. Oh nine so far is the poorest class, <laughs> but this is close to being the poorest class for me. So. This class is probably where we dis- will disagree the most. I actually have eight on here. I don't know. Like, if you're saying, like, Jaron Benton and John Connor, I don't know what the no. fuck you're talking about. I was like, so, hey, you better not fucking say them. Because like, who are so, they? Number one is John Connor. No, I'm just, pl- I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Uh, Chance the Rapper, obviously got to put them on there. One of my favorites. Side I- note. He actually did not like Chance the Rapper when I first uh, introduced. No, don't talk. Because this is true. I showed him to you either uh, on campus. This is the truth. And I, I'll I, never, I didn't, for, right, go I'll on, never say, forget say it. Say what you I'll say. never forget it. All right, go ahead. I was getting heavy in the chance 2013. And then 2014, well, 2013 going into 14, he did Acid Rap, which still my top chance project. And then he did uh, the Sox, um, like that Sox mixtape with... Um, the band with Donnie, with the Donnie Trumpet. Social Experiment. And the Social Experiment band. That's it. And that was dope. And then, like, early 2014, he did... Um, he put out Surf in 2015. Surf. Yeah. So, he was doing all that. And I either showed you either Socks or, or Surf. It could have been one of the three. I know I showed you one of them. And you're like, yo, Chance Rapper, you said these words. He's garbage. And then no more than less than a year later, you're like, yo, man, like I actually listened to it. And I'm just like, yo, man, fucking Chance is insane. I'm like, go. I told him, I was like, get the fuck away from me. Because I'm never, I never recommended artists to you ever again. Because like, that was such like, it wasn't a salty moment for me. I'm just like, bitch, are you out of your mind? Like, I know what I listen to. All right, so this story. I don't brag my music taste, but like, I knew. Chance fit your demeanor, right, and you was like, he's trash. This story it's is partially true. No, this is how I remember. This nigga said this how Chance I was trash. When no, I first, all right. No. So it was 2013. Whatever. You showed me acid rap, or you said that you listened to acid rap, and I was just like, bro, this isn't appealing to me. Like, and this is, and I was you judging, said he's look, trash. I was judging a book by its cover. All right, so I, I hadn't read. I had proved the whole story. Listen, listen, no, listen, no, listen. So no. it's 100 true. I hadn't listened to the project yet. Because you never I listen was under to any the, project. I was under the assumption See? that it was a druggy album. There you go. Because it, it was acid rap. I'm like, I don't do drugs like that. I'm not listening to this. Bro, <laughs> I don't do drugs at all. But you're I'm just such, saying, bro. You're so whack. Nah, bro. God. Listen, this is my mentality has, at the time. It has acid rap on bro, the cover. This that means it's about, it's, about, it's about drugs. This is my mentality at the time. I'm just like, it's a drug I don't album. need to listen to this druggy album. <laughs> it's a druggy album. Oh, bro. my God. But then the following oh, year. Oh, God. It was like, I think two years later. It was two years later God. when Surf came out. I decided to give 
acid rapper listen, and I was like, yo, I really like the sound, I like the content. Then I listened to Surf, then I went back and listened to 10 Day, and I've been a Chance fan ever since. So yes, I do give you your credit, because you did put so me on the nothing, Chance. So there's nothing partially true. Everything's true. I didn't say he was, I didn't say like, man, You said he was garbage. I would never forget someone saying to my face, after like being excited, I'm like, yo, dude, you gotta listen to this guy Chance. And you're like, yo, bro, he's garbage. And you were still on your bullshit, well, you still are, bullshit Roscoe Dash shit. Like, he's not Roscoe Dash. You're probably saying it just to be a troll, but I will not forget you saying Chance was garbage. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then hearing you later, like, yo, bro, like, fucking Chance is, like, nice. I'm like, get the fuck out of my face, dude. You know what, bro? Honestly speaking. So nothing's partially true. Admit it. It's all true. You said that he was garbage. I was probably trying to troll you. Don't, there you go saying probably. No, be definitive. I was trolling you. Okay, there you go. So, I, I do enjoy trolling you. And it's 100% true. But no, but the whole yeah, story's true. No, I was I was trolling you. No, but the whole story's true. But yeah, it, it is true. There you go. It's not it is true. true. No, it there is true. All right, that's all I needed. But I was trolling you. There you go. I was. I didn't feel that strongly about... Trolling me about what? About like, all the chances garbage. That wasn't troll. The trolling part was probably mentioning Roscoe Dash. You you were serious about saying that he was garbage because I guess in your mind it was a drug album. So All right. hold on, let, let me finish. Though. Let me finish. We, we, what? We, we sidetracked. So I have Chance the Rapper on here. I do have Rich Homie Quan. I have Isaiah Rashad, Ty Dollar Sign. I'm putting. I'm counting Lil Durk. I feel like he's had longevity in the game. Uh, Kevin Gates, same thing. He actually has some bangers. Uh, my boy Francisco is a huge fan of his. He put me on to some of his music. Uh, Vic Mensa, and then I'm counting August Alcina as well. So, I'm going with eight. Nah. <laughs> 2015. This is a weak class. This is so weak. Yeah, I think this this is actually the worst. Like, yeah, now that I look at it. I shouldn't have said that, but anyway. 2015 includes Dej Loaf, Fetty Wap, Gold Link, K Camp, OG Mako, Rory, Shy Glizzy, Tink, Vince Staples, and Kid Kid. And easy pick for me, um, one, one out of ten, with wow. it being Vince Staples. I really like Rory, but he put out one project in, I think, 2015 or 16. Um, uh, I would. I would put Gold Link, but he's fucked up for a lot of shit that he said. Um, he is putting stuff out. You know, he's linked up with um, Tyler, the creator recently, which it isn't a bad song. But out of respect for my own um, judgment, well, out of my own bias on another artist. Uh, yeah, I'm only putting one, which is Vince Staples. And yeah, Vince Staples is the only th- this is a unique class, but. Vince Staples uh, is can do can do anything better than all these people, yeah. In my opinion, like Rory had his own vibe. Another another uh, artist heavily influ- influenced by Kid Cudi, um, but yeah, OG Mako was he was funny. He had this one track with the Migos called "Fuck 'Em, Fuck 'Em, Fuck 'Em." <laughs> And it was just him screaming. And I thought I still have that song like on my playlist because it's just funny to listen to. But yeah, I'm gonna go with one. Final final decision. One one person. I have three. Maybe two. 
Vince Staples, I can't deny the impact Fetty Wap had. He had a ton of hits. I actually liked his comeback single. The, the, he had two songs on the radio last year, like his comeback singles. I actually liked them. I feel like if Fetty Wap would have stayed more consistent with his work ethic, yeah. he probably would have stuck around. Yeah. Because that summer of 2015, he was all over the radio, all over the clubs. He had hella hits. Uh, but I felt like th- that little run, even just that year, it was impactful enough. Dej Loaf, I'm on the fence about. She had one big single. She was featured on Detroit versus Everybody. Like, she's still young. She still has potential. But I don't really know if I would say she made her mark. I'm, I'm going to go with two. I'm going Fetty and Vince. I would go Fetty too, but no, nah, I'm sticking with uh, just Vince. The rest of these guys, I really, like, I feel like they haven't really done enough to make a name for themselves. Yeah, I mean, I listened to Gold Link, but don't anymore. I've listened to OG OG Mako, uh, but he's only had like a one thing that I listened to. And then, um, yeah, Rory, I was, I listened to, I like his album. It's a really good album, but to say that like he's still like a prompt like he's he's been consistent it's like the furthest thing like he just has one project then he popped up on uh Jaden's first album uh Sire and he had like a good feature on one of the tracks but yeah well, I'm gonna go one for 2015 2016 which is a very surprisingly good list this is like the sleeper class so this is far from sleeper. All these names are crazy. Uh, twenty sixteen, Lil Yachty, designer, Dave East, Denzel Curry, G Erbo, Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Dicky, Anderson Pac, Twenty One Savage, Kodak Black. Out of these ten, dude, it's, it's this is damn near the whole class. Like nine. Yeah, I would say nine. Not a fan of all nine either, but I would have to say nine, like, respectively. Um, everyone but designer, right? No, everyone but G. Herbo. See, I have it the other way around. I so. think designer had a monster hit, but G. Herbo is still around, in my opinion, at least. Gerbo just dropped the album a couple, like a month ago, I want to say. A lot of my friends listen to him. I personally haven't gotten into him, but he was around 2016. He's still relevant now. Designer, to me, had monster single, but no one's talking about Designer in 2020. The rest of these guys are still very relevant to this day whenever they drop music, so in their own way. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going nine, everyone but Designer. Dude, yeah, with Lil Lil Dicky being my favorite, probably probably one of the best rappers out. That's also a comedian. Dude, no one no one can rap like that guy, cause he's, goddamn the shit that he lays down it's insane. The wordplay is just so good. Oh, I love Lil Lil Dicky. Pause. Of all the people on this list, I really became a fan of Twenty One Savage. Uh, Twenty One Savage is a really good pick. Yeah, he didn't. Him and Denzel Curry. And and Anderson Pac. Anderson Pac isn't really like he's not a, like first a rapper. He he can definitely rap. He's more of a you know a singer. He's more of a singer. Yeah, he's he's just multi talented. Like he plays, he's an instrumentalist, like singer, rapper. He's a musician. He bro. can do everything. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, moving. F- so that's nine for both of us. Uh, twenty seventeen just looks depressing. <laughs> twenty seventeen, a boogie with the hoodie. Isn't he just called Boogie now? Nah, nah, Boogie's someone else. There's a, so there's a dude named Boogie that signed the Shady Records, and he's like known as a lyricist. This is a Boogie with the hoodie. This is dumb. I hate it. I hate his name. So he, he's definitely not. I, I can't. Even though he is still around, I can't stand him. Um, a boogie with the hoodie. Amine or Amine. Cap G. Kamaya. Kyle. Made in Toyo or Tokyo. Playboy Cardi. PNB Rock. Ugly God. And XXX. Blah, 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 blah. Rest in peace. I gotta go with. I mean, he's still around. And for some reason, people say that he's good, but I, I'm just not a fan of him. So, one, two, three, four, five, Surprisingly, eight. Wow. This is just for, like, I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not a fan of everyone who I'm, na- uh, I'm going to name. So, a boogie with the hoodie, Amine, or Amine, uh, Kyle. Made in Tokyo, Playboy Cardi, PNB Rock, Ugly God, and XXX. Like, at one point, Cap G would have been on this list, but I believe he's only put out one project, and that project was hard as shit. He's like a Mexican um, trap rapper, which is, yo. <laughs> but, like, he spits. He's young as shit, but he spits. It's so good. Um, but yeah, that was the only thing that I heard from him. I was following him too. But yeah, and then you got like the big the big boys like Playboy Cardi, um uh XXX before he passed away. And then um Kyle's a pretty big name too. Like he's he's on the come up. I, I, I mean I feel like he's pretty he's kind of established and he can just get better. But I feel like he's pretty up there um with this well with this class of um with this freshman class. And then Ugly God. He's, like, slept on, but, like, Ugly God, he's, like, one of those... He can rap and has, like, a very awkward flow. But he puts out projects, and he's, like, a, he's pretty funny to listen to. Like, he, he just doesn't give a shit about what he says, so I respect that. Um, Yeah, so, so what eight. I have? Eight, yeah. And then X just, you know, just being completely left field of what he does, rap, sings... Just any content he makes is just completely different. So, so for this class, I have five. It's A Boogie with the hoodie, PMB Rock, and both of those guys are pretty much in the same exact lane to me as far as like rappers who harmonize. They kind of even sound the same. Dude, a little bit. P- no PMB Rock. I I keep saying this. I'm not a huge fan of PMB Rock, but he sounds like <laughs> he sounds like the discount version of Ty Dolla Sign. Because <laughs> there are some songs where I'm like. I'm like, oh, they put Ty Dolla Sign on this, and I'm like, and I read the, you know, the the featured artist. I'm like, oh, it's PNB Rock, and I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> All right, yeah. So I take that back. They don't, they don't sound the same. But to me, I yeah, always I like, just, yeah. yeah I, what I meant to say is like, I kind they of both always use auto heavy. I kind of always group them in the same like lane, but singer rappers. Yeah. So I have a boogie. I have PNB Rock. I have Playboy Cardi. Um. Amine's, I'm like on the fence about. I have Kyle. I have Made in Tokyo. 
and I have X. I feel like with Tokyo, he had a couple big hits with Uber Everywhere and then Skateboard P. And then he recently made the resurgence uh, on Chance's album. He was on Hot Shower. I still feel like he has a lot of potential. I'll put him on there. Amine, I'm I'm on the fence about him because he had a couple big hits. Uh, Caroline was his biggest one. You know, I'll, I'll put him on there. I'll, I'll, I'll say six. Six people on this... Uh, on this list. With X, I remember my introduction to him, I did not like XXX Tentacion at first. I remember He's a druggy rapper. Nah bro. <laughs> pretty much with him, he's so when I uh my first year were subbing in the schools, I was all over the place. And I remember I subbed in one of the schools and some of the eighth graders were listening to him. And he was kinda of, they would listen to X and Trippy Red and um Six nine, like all these type of rappers, the screamo rappers, they classify them as monster rap because they'll be screaming in their songs and everything. That just didn't appeal to me. Uh, the first X joint I heard was a song called like "Look at You" or "Look at Me." It was his first single that really blew up, and I was definitely not a fan of it. But then after he passed, I went back and I looked at some of the stuff that he had recorded, and it sounded completely different from that one joint I heard. And when I saw that he was actually, you know musically inclined i was like all right i could rock with this i was actually surprised to hear some of the songs uh, were actually him joints i heard on the radio in the past i was like wow i didn't know that was x but yeah wasn't a fan at first I st- man I, I question your your ear sometimes bro because you, you like the it's just what what, what you, gives oh. me what gives me goosebumps is just like it's like oh you just you so you judge which everyone does that's no one's fault you judge them off of like a uh, um, a hit off of their radio hit. I used to do that heavy. I used to just be like, no, like I don't like their radio hit. They fucking suck. And then I'll just be, I'll be in my only like, no, this person's better. Like, no, no one can sound like Kid Cudi. No, I used to do that. I was a huge. Excuse me, I have more candy in my mouth. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, I used to be a huge culprit of that. Where. If I, they had a single out, or if I heard a bunch of people listening to like a certain song, I'm like, nah, it's 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 trash. It's like if everyone listens to it, it must it might not be that good. It's just everywhere for everyone to listen to. But with X, he was so peculiar to me and just interesting. And yeah, even when I heard like his hits, I was just like, I had a weird feeling that he had something else. You know, that he had like a real talent just behind what he was like putting out for like his hits and his singles. And prior to him passing, I would say it was the year of his passing. I started listening to this one track because it was like featured on like an Instagram video. I took a listen to that and I was like, okay, because personally I fuck with screamo music a little bit. Not trippy red, not who else? Not six. I don't like six, nine. Um, I actually really, really liked, uh, XXX, Denzel Curry is kind of, but Denzel Curry can like, he can like traditionally rap and he like, he puts it down on any type of sound, but Denzel Curry kind of does like screamo rap. Like his, what was his last album? Fuck. Ah, his last album that came out last year. Like, he has a lot of songs where he's, like, fucking screaming at the mic. And I'm just, like, it just gets you in the mode. But 
Yeah, man. You need to stop doing that. Like, oh, when he died. And then I looked at it like... No, 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 no. All right. That's a shame. But like, there were songs... The props, there were songs on the radio that I heard that I, did, I liked, but I didn't know it was him. Like, uh, he did the hook on that one Kodak Black song, Rolling Peace. I had no idea that was him. Or he was on that joint, not the hook. He was on the joint. Had no idea that was him until after he passed. But yeah, bro, I'm just being honest. I wasn't a fan of the first song I heard of his. Yeah, that's but, just, that just goes back to your... Yeah, I thought it was a druggy album. <laughs> Until you listen to it, motherfucker. That's when. Nah, you're right. You're right. I listen to it. I. You think I ain't listen to bullshit people who people tell me about all the time? Like, who? I'm trying to think of an example that someone told me, and I'll listen. Pop Smoke. I gave Pop Smoke a chance. Like, right. I'm not a. I'm not a. I was never a Pop Smoke fan. He had a very, very short career, unfortunately. But he was a rapper who I heard of. And then a guy at work was like, yo, man, you got to listen to his hits. So he told me about the hits. And I was just like, ah. So I checked it out. I listened to his hits. I even listened to some of his feature tracks. And it was just like, all right, it's not my taste. And then, like, the next time I talked to my coworker about it, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really a Pop Smoke fan. Like, I listened to his hits. It was just something about, like, you know, his style of rapping I wasn't a fan of. So, but I like to, you know, it makes me feel better. And it sounds, you know, I don't know, uh. Sounds like kind of what, what, what's the word I'm looking for, like narcissist, not narcissistic. I don't know, but it just yeah, it might come off as like oh you're like a snobby that like oh it makes me feel better that like if I listen, I just like to give people a fair listen. Like I gave six nine a fair listen. I listened to his album and it shocked me, and I was just like yeah, can't in a be- good way. No, <laughs> like I wish it shocked <laughs> me in a good way where I'm like yo he puts down lyrics. X is the one, XXX is the one who shocked me in a good way, because from the stuff that I would hear, and since I was interested to hear more about what he would uh, have to say, or like if he had more projects, or like just more introspective stuff, and he did, yeah, I be, I became a, like a fan, unfortunately, the year that he died, but anyway, we're on to 2018, which is going to be the last class that we're going to judge, because... Uh, 2019 just came out last June and all of these, literally all of these people on the 2019 are just heavy hitters right now. So it's too hard. We can't call anything. We can't predict yeah, the future. We'd have to give them time. To Even 2018 is kind of hard to, to predict because all, all these people are still kind of new. Um, I definitely got one though. But 2018, we got Ski Master, Slump Got, Lil Pump, Smoke Perp, J.I.D., Stefan Don, Block Boy J.B., YBN Namir, Wi-Fi's Funeral, and Trippy Red. All of these people are very prominent in uh, the mumble rap slash um, sad rap, in my opinion. Like, sad mumble rap. Uh, I'm not fans of a lot of them, but they are making hits and they're making, you know, they're making their names. So, I would have to go with six. Six out of ten? Yeah, six out of ten. With it being Ski Mask, Low Pump, Smoke Perp, J.I.D., Black Boy J.B., and Trippy Red. Those, uh, I would have to go with those six. J.I.D. being a fucking, he's already a legend in my eyes. No one, no one can do what he does. He's a, he's a gem. He's a hidden, well, not a hidden gem. He's definitely coming out, and whatever he comes out with next is going to be a huge hit. I'm just, I'm just calling it right now. 
So, Jid is the only person I'm a fan of on this whole list. I have five. Ski Mask, Pump, Smoke Perp, J.I.D., and Trippy Red. One, two. It's five. Yeah. Um, I might throw Block Boy JB in there. I don't listen to any of these people aside from Jid. I've heard a couple little Pump songs. <clears throat> Wasn't really a fan. But like you said, they're all still prominent. I mean, this list came out two years ago. So, mm-hmm. so of course, all these guys are still going to be relevant. But... And girl. Well, Stefan Don's kind of here and there. Yeah, so I have I have five, uh, potentially six, but yeah. All right, and the last one that's going to go unjudged, the 2019 class. And I'm just going to say, literally, I think nine out of the ten are all like just fucking going to do crazy, or that they currently are doing crazy shit. Or I don't know. I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, mm, maybe a couple. So, yeah, so for this one, I'm just going to, we're just going to judge who we think might not stay on that, you know, that road of consistency and making a name for themselves. So, for 2019, they named DaBaby, Megan Thee Stallion, YVN Corday, Rico Nasty, Gunna, Comethazine, Tierra Whack, Lil Mosey, Roddy Rick, Blueface, and YK Osiris. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got seven out of that ten sticking around. And those seven, seven of eleven. Seven of eleven sticking around. With I know that all of them are around right now. Uh the baby and Megan the Stallion being the biggest ones, even though YBN Corday getting a fucking Grammy nod. Um with his really debut, yeah, that, that was Grammy nominated. His album was Grammy nominated. Oh, wow, yeah, dude, come on, man, where are you at? Uh, YBN Cordae got a Grammy nod for his his debut album. Um, Gunna just super consistent. That's why I think he's gonna stay. Um, Tierra Whack is just so everyone's just waiting for what she has Philly. to put out because she is so unique and is like a character, and you know we need more of those. Uh, Roddy Rick just killing the charts with fucking the box, and his album was like number one for a few weeks. And then Blueface, which is a guilty pleasure artist that I love listening to because fuck, dude, everything he puts out, it's just it's just a banger, and it's for you to just listen and have fun to. Nothing introspective, nothing that's relevant. It's just all about him having clever rhymes over tough beats. And I love that shit. So he knows where he's at, and I love that. So, so you had seven, right? Seven, yeah. I have eight. I'm adding Lil Mosey on there. I feel like he's. I've heard his name around a lot. Personally, I haven't listened to his music, but I don't know. I just feel like he he's from Seattle. He has I don't know from what I've heard or people talk about him. They just it seems like he's gonna at least have somewhat of a career. Uh, of all the guys on here, Roddy Rich is my guy. Uh, a huge fan of his. The first track, the first time I heard him was on the DJ Mustard song "Ballin," which was all over the radio. Listen to this album; it was my favorite album of last year. I like pretty much every track on there. Uh, of course, everyone knows the box. 
high fashion, starting to get a lot of play. But I just feel like his melodies, the way he, the way he spits. Like I'm just a huge Roddy Rich fan. And then of course the baby, Megan Thee Stallion, they're everywhere. Gunna, a lot of people's favorite rapper right now. So yeah, we'll have to see where this class, how good they end up doing, if they end up having longevity. But as of right now, a very strong class. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Well, unless you want to go through the people who rejected uh, Yeah, yeah, I'll go through that real quick. So there's a list of artists. To, to many artists, they want to be on the freshman list because once they st- it's a way to gain notoriety, gain more fans, put their name out there. It's co- somewhat like a stamp of approval, especially like after how strong the early... Well, after seeing what the being on the cover did for some of the early artists' careers, it's become a thing that people have campaigned for, look forward to. But there are certain artists, and a lot of these are artists that are already bigger, who have declined to be on the double XL freshman cover. And this list is crazy in itself. <clears throat> so for the artists who have rejected an offer to appear on the freshman list, we have Nicki Minaj, Drake, ASAP Rocky, Young Thug. Party Next Door, I Love McConan, Tory Lanes, Post Malone, Rich the Kid, Lil Skies, Nav, and The Late Juice World. R.I.P. So, yeah, bro, like, a lot of these artists... I remember specifically when Nicki, and Minaj, when Nicki Minaj and Drake were asked to be on, they were already buzzing. I think they were probably on the verge of having their albums come out. It would have been like kind of like a smack in the face to call them freshmen. That's why they probably were like, nah. Yeah, ASAP Rocky, similar story. He was already buzzing super high key. Um, I want to say that's probably the case with most of them. Rich the Kid, Lil Skies, Nav. I feel like they probably could have made good freshmen. Juice World as well, but... Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the exact reasons why they denied the cover, but... Yeah. I don't know. It could be something similar to like the Madden cover where it's like bad juju or something like that. Where if you get on the Madden cover, you have like bad luck for the next year. But yeah, that goes. There goes the 12 double XL freshman classes from 2007 to 2019. And I mean, yeah, I listened to probably. I would say out of everyone, I probably listened to at least 60% of these people. Uh, yeah, a little bit more than half. But no, it was really... I I haven't gone through this list like with someone else probably ever. Like I probably did, I don't know, probably back in the day. But no, yeah, 09 will always be my favorite class just due to Kid Cudi spawning from that. And just exerting why he's such a just a unique character and a figure. And that's why, like, I mentioned that with Tierra Whack. Like, we need more characters in the industry. People who just distinguish themselves right from the get-go. So, so according to the list, 2016 has been the strongest class. We both have 9 out of 10. Yeah. Because that was a part of, like, that the, the mumble rap slash... Uh, we're starting to rap again, <laughs> like year, like, Wait, I, like like. This is why I say it's a sleeper to me, at least. Um, I always considered 2011 class and 2013 class to be the goat classes, but then looking at that 2016 class and seeing all the heavy hitters that came from there, 
you know, I never considered that to be the strongest freshman class, but, you know, to have 9 out of 10 still be relevant four years later after coming out, very strong class. Um, 2013 is my number two. Your number two is 2017 with eight people. And then, you know, we've, we've gone the break through the breakdown and everything, so... It looks like by the numbers, 2016 is the strongest class, and uh, 2015 is the weakest class. Yeah, <laughs> for a fact. It's, it's such a weird class, dude. Jeez. Personal favorite, though. I'm, I'm still rolling with 2013. I just feel like a lot of heavy hitters came from that one. Um, and 2011, of course, always going to have a special place in my heart. 2010 as well. So, But overall, bro, all the artists that came from here... It's crazy to see like where they initially came from, like how they started out and what their legacies ended up growing to be. Yeah, it's just wild to see all these like dudes young, especially like their earlier classes, like oh nine and in two thousand ten. Like looking at them, like fresh, fresh off of like a dope mixtape or a, or or fresh off of like a a, a dope ass um a debut album. And like just, Cole and just, with the shortcut with no just, dreads, just getting them, just getting themselves in the industry. Uh, you know, like no you, dreads, no beards. Nah, dude, just, fucking Big Sean with snapbacks, dude. That's wild. When snapbacks were popping, <sighs> yeah, that was a good trip down memory lane. And yeah, we're closing in on shit, almost an hour and twenty. But, what uh, really? Yes, dude. That's why I'm looking bro. at it. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah, I, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up episode seven with it being about the XXL legends and flops. <laughs> Interesting to see who's gonna be in the twenty twenty class. Nah, I'm not even like I I don't think I've worried about a class probably since I think twenty fourteen was like the last class like I actually no sixteen sixteen was probably the last class like I actually paid attention to. Everything else, like everything else after that, I, I forgot about. I keep forgetting that there is like a class every year, but um, yeah, that that's where I'm gonna wrap it up at for episode seven. So uh, with that, it's been your man J Rod and who? And cool whip. Yeah, like I said, I'm not gonna hear it. All right, everyone, stay safe, and uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Deuces. <laughs>